welcome to the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Berry. This podcast is for grandparents on the go with their grandchildren and for parents who want to ensure loving relationships across the generations. I welcome your input and your feedback on every episode of the podcast we produce. Please send me an email at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com or connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Grammy Adventure. Please follow or subscribe to my podcast. It's free so you won't miss an episode and ask your family and friends to do the same. You can subscribe to the monthly newsletter by visiting my website, adventureswithgrammy.com and clicking the newsletter sign-up link. I'd like to welcome Augustine Kalinga to the Adventures with Grammy podcast. He hails from South Africa and is a children's author. Welcome, Augustine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell our listeners a bit about yourself. I am a Zambian by birth, grew up in Zambia um, in 1975. I studied accounting when I finished uh, my, my high school and I've uh, got an accounting degree. Um, I moved to South Africa just after I had finished my, my degree and I uh, got my first job here in South Africa. Um, I worked for about 10 years and then I opened up my own accounting practice doing accounting and tax for small to medium companies. How old are your children? Okay, my firstborn is 20. She's uh, doing a degree in fashion management, uh, fashion design management, sorry. Um, And then there's a bigger gap uh, between her and the second one who is 13. And the last born boy is 11. What are their thoughts about their dad being a writer? Yeah, they're super excited. Um, and they, they also love reading, which I think runs in my blood because in my bio on all my books, I've also mentioned that my late dad was a journalist and he was an editor. He was the first black editor um, you know, after colonization of Zambia of the newspaper called the Zambia Daily Mail. And my late brother was a poet. So yeah, I think we, 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 we all have the writing bug. So my kids also follow suit, um, apart, for the, apart from the fashion lady, she, she doesn't, but she does read. But the other two do write and they've got a very vivid imagination. So hopefully they might follow in my footsteps. <laughs> When I was growing up in Zambia, I always had a passion for reading and for writing um, children's books when I was about 10 or 11. I decided to to go back into the writing last year. I'm still running my accounting firm on the side, but um, my goal is to eventually go um, into the writing full-time by the end of the year. And it's all children's books? Yes, for now it's all children's books. Um, I've got a memoir that I'm writing. Um, I'm still busy with it. Um, it's about my time growing up in Zambia and uh, my neighborhood basketball team and all the friendships that we we made in the, in the time we grew up. So that hasn't been published yet. It hasn't even been edited yet. But yeah, that's something that I want to get published before the end of the year as well. When we chatted, you told me that you had written nine books and or published nine books 
And four of them you wanted to talk about today because these were the ones that are dear to your heart. And when I read them, I got a real sense of why that might be. Can you give me like an overall picture of why these four are particularly memorable to you or meaningful to you? Yeah. Um, Okay. So the the, the four that um, I wanted to talk about, the first one um, called Joe Finds His Way Home. This was basically a story about me. I just changed the name. Um, so there was a mix-up of who was supposed to pick me up from school um, between my sister, my elder sister, and my mom. Um, so I waited and waited, and no one came. And um, I decided just to, to make my way home, which was quite a distance from where the school was. Uh, Zambia is a very peaceful country and there's not a lot of crime. So I just decided to make my way home and it was just the adventures that I experienced. Um, yeah, with, with, with trying to get home um, from the time I was left at school. Joe seems to be carrying quite a heavy backpack and <laughs> yeah. gets very tired <laughs> from his yeah. journey up and yeah. down the steps to his sister's house. And yeah. then he meets a kind a man who was selling produce. Is that yes. something that actually happened? Yes, it did happen. In the book, you are able to scrape together some money to exchange for something to eat. Tell me about that in real life. Yeah, so that was my pocket money that I used to get um, every day from my mom. Um, and I didn't, uh, I think it was, as luck would have it, that day I didn't use all of it, because I used to use it, use all of it at the, the tuck shop, uh, you know, for sweets and, and and snacks. But on that day, I didn't use up all of it. So lucky enough, I had something in my pocket um, for me to buy myself a banana. <laughs> and then you walk on and you meet somebody. Is that, again, does that mirror your real life experience? Yep, 100%. Um, I met uh, the parish priest because we are Catholics. I grew up Catholic, um, and yeah, the priest recognized me, and he said, what are you doing all the way here? Because it was quite a distance from the school. I was almost halfway between the school and home, and I explained to him what had happened, and he said, no, no, I have to jump in my, my van. I'm going to take you, I'll take you back to the church, and then we'll get your, we'll get in touch with your mom, and she'll come and pick you up. Your sister forgot that she was supposed to pick you up from school. Yeah. How much older is your sister than you are? Uh, She is 11 years older than me. The mom in the book seems to be quite unaffected. It's like, oh, it's just in a day's time this thing happened. So how, what was it like in real life? As a mother, I would be horrified and just so scared that my child just had to walk home a quite a distance from school and that my daughter had not picked him up. Was your mom that calm or was she upset? She was actually upset. Um, and she, I just didn't want to bring it out in the book. Um, but yeah, she, she was upset and she was, you know, she was really terrified that I did that that had actually happened to me, but um, she was thankful that the, the, the parish priest was was there and met up with me to bring me 
back to the church. What is your sister's reaction to this book? The weird thing is she can't really remember. (laughs) 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 I don't know whether that's intentional or... (laughs) But yeah, she says she can't remember that it happened. Now, sisters have a way of blocking out memories. <laughs> Has she done any publicity tours with you for this book? Um, not yet, because uh, obviously we are not in different countries. Uh, she's back home in Zambia, and uh, I'm here in South Africa. So, okay. We <laughs> haven't seen her since um, the pandemic. So, yeah. Let's talk about the donkeys. I found this one quite, one, amusing, but so spot on about what people tell you and how, how you believe them and, and what that does to your life. So tell our listeners what we're alluding to here. This was one of the books that I wrote when I was very young. Um, I wrote this book when I was, uh, I can't remember the exact age, but I should have been about 10, between 10 and 12. Um, and I... I put it forward for one of the writing competitions at school and I actually won an award for it. It is a book obviously about stereotypes uh, and that, you know, when people, someone labels you as something, um, you just take it that that's just the way it is. Um, but Donk was not like, he wanted to know the reason why he, uh, the, the, all the donkeys, I mean, the farmer was calling all and it also comes down to me as a kid being very inquisitive and, and that's what made me um, write this uh, the story because I was always asking questions and everything would always be brushed aside by you know by mom or by elder sister because I'm I'm the last born in the family um, and that's why you know I could relate to Donk um, uh, and being a loner because like I said my sister is much older than me and so are my other siblings there's a big age gap um, so I was, you know, I, I ended up always playing alone and always trying to find out a lot of things when my older brothers and sisters knew more about life and they didn't want, you know, they'll just brush it aside and say, no, 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 that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. So that's, that, that that's why I, I wrote Donk as a kid and, uh, decided to, to get it published last year. And do you mind telling the listeners what the the big message is with Donk? Yeah, so so basically the big message is that it's not just the way you shouldn't be labeled as something. So in this book, it's about the farmer calling and labeling all the donkeys as stubborn. The parents and siblings just accepting it that, listen, that's just the way it is. But Donk meets a fairy donkey who then explains to him that it's not just the way it is. Not all donkeys are stubborn. It's the farmer who just makes you want to think that you are stubborn. And by telling that, all the donkeys end up believing that that's the way it is when that is not the case. It's not every single donkey who is stubborn. And that's the same thing as in life. You know, we all label... uh, give an example of maybe a Nigerian person that every single Nigerian is a either a drug dealer or a you know a con man but I mean I've come across a lot of Nigerians in my business of accounting and they are 
you know, straightforward businessmen. It's not that all businessmen, I mean, all Nigerians are crooked. My thoughts immediately went to children who have difficulty reading and they get the message that because they can't read like their classmates or their family members, they feel stupid. And so that message of you're stupid, you're less than, you're not worthy is constantly reinforced, even if it's in their mind, even if no one Mm -hmm. is actually telling them the words, Mm -hmm. only to find out later that that's not true. And they have lots of gifts and they can make life the way they want it. So I, I was particularly impressed with this book. So it's amazing that you were so young and so perceptive. I'm really glad you shared that with us. Now, the next book I read was about the dogs. And I'm going to have to ask you to pronounce their names because I was a little baffled by the spelling and how they might be pronounced. The dogs' names are Imbwa and Galu. So this book, I went back to my roots because those terms are both, they both mean dog in um, local Zambian languages. So Galu is in what they call Nyanja and Imbwa is in what they call Bemba. Those are Zambian languages. We have a story here of one dog who has been disciplined using discipline as the word guide and taught. And you have another dog who doesn't learn because the master is harsh and cruel and doesn't take the time to teach. You can take it in both ways, in in humans as well as in dogs. Because number one, I am a dog lover. Since I was a kid, we always had dogs. And here with my family, we've got four dogs. And I do not abuse the dogs you know no matter what they do wrong you you just have I mean they're such lovable creatures they do make mistakes but you discipline them by not having to you know to to beat them with a cane or with anything you can discipline them the way you discipline a child and it's the same thing with humans I do not believe in corporal punishment I believe that those who are disciplined via corporal punishment be it the dog or the human being, they do not learn from that because they end up being so used to being caned that oh, they just take it that, oh, okay, I'll do wrong and um, I'll just get another beating and yeah, I'll do the same thing next week. Whereas with the teaching, uh, you are taught in a, in a very disciplined way that, that it's wrong and you learn from that. And um, that's basically, it's based on a Bemba proverb, which is a Zambian language. That's where yeah, I decided to, you know, go back to my roots based on that. Will you tell us what this proverb is and why it's so meaningful? And I'll read it out to you. So it's, it's Imbwa Yamukali Taichenjela. So in English, it means a dog belonging to a harsh master does not become wise. This book made me sad when I was reading about Imbwa and how harsh his master is. There was this element of delight when the dogs meet at the dog park, and you know there is goodness in Imbwa's soul because he is delighted and becomes animated and playful when he meets Galu. And so much of that is true for children. 
And I think yeah. you see children growing up in harsh environments, and those are the children you see growing up to have issues with the law. I'm glad Imbla had a happy ending and he had yeah. a friend who believed in him. And I think exactly. that's also an important message too, is that yeah. no matter how harsh and difficult your home life is, if there is someone who believes in you, that spark comes alive in your heart. And so in the end, he had a friend and a master who believed in him and who yeah. nurtured him and life became joyful again. The last book you sent me was about an unusual friendship between a whale and a little boy. And it also carries on that theme of good versus evil. Can you elaborate on that book? So Will and his best friend Will is another book um, that I wrote when I was very young. I also won an award for that one when I was a kid. So that's why Donk... Uh, and the Stubborn Donkeys, and Will and his best friend Whale are two books which are very close to my heart. I mean, this book was written 34 years ago, like I, uh, like I said, 30, 34 years ago. And at that time, I think the pollution in the, in the oceans wasn't as widespread and uh, as well known as it is now, but it was. It, I think it had just begun because that was in the 80s. And um, there were two concepts to this book. It was about a boy who was bullied uh, for being friends with a whale and not having any other friends. He was a very nice boy, uh, very likable, but uh, he ended up just having his, his, his best friend as a whale because the whale didn't judge him um, and the whale was always there for him. Uh, unfortunately, because of the, the plastic pollution um, that we have nowadays, Will ends up dying. It's a sad reality, but that is unfortunately the way it is uh, at the moment. But the, uh, the good thing is that it ended up with a happy ending that um, the, the, the boys who were bullying him and calling him names ended up uh, respecting him. They all started um, making the point that plastic... Dumping plastic in oceans kills whales and yeah, other, other marine life. That's a wonderful lesson. I wish our world would heed that warning because, as you said earlier, the plastic and the garbage in our waters is just growing exponentially. The four books have a real lesson for children and it's it's a deep lesson. It's, it's certainly one on the surface that you, can, that you can see, but there's also this deeper message as we were just discussing about the pollution. Tell me generally about your other books. Do they have that same kind of good versus evil life events, life lessons learned? I've actually got 10 books published at the moment. Um, nine are on Amazon um, and the 10th is on a platform called Book Seeds. Um, so this is an independent platform that I was trying out with a, with a gentleman I, I met through Facebook. Um, so that one is not on Amazon, but the rest of them, the, the, the six, of, I think only one doesn't really have a lesson because one is for the younger readers and it's about, it's just about a journey through the solar system and about the planets 
and it's a rhyming book. But the other five all have um, a life lesson. If I can just quickly go through them and tell you what, what, what it is, it's Harry the Honest Horse is about uh, honesty and um, the, the, the pitfalls of being, of being dishonest. Polly the Polecat is about um, being, being careful what you wish for, because sometimes, you know, as kids, you, you wish you were taller or you wish you were that. It's better to, 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 to just be happy with what you are. Um, so that, that, that's, that's what Polly is about. Then we have um, Elaine the Elephant is, is about um, just never giving up and it's about perseverance um, because Elaine is such a small elephant that she struggles to do what all the other elephants do, but it's about perseverance and it's also about the support of her family. Um, she had a good family and yeah, that, that, that one is basically a feel-good one. There's no, there's no evil in that. <laughs> so that's one of the, the feel, my feel-good books. Then we have The Leopard Licks Its Spots. That is about uh, justice. That, this one is from a Zulu proverb, which is a South African language. So it's about justice and that justice should be equally served, uh, no matter who you are. So, for example, um, if a president of a country uh, has wronged the people, he deserves to be, you know, to, to go to court. And if he's found guilty, justice should be served. Not, he shouldn't take things for granted just because he is a former president or he is a president. Yeah, so, but that, that one is put in a childlike, um, and it's about some leopard friends who, who have a strong uh, figure of authority in their grandfather. Yeah, and that's about the leopards. And then the last one is Chuck the Cheetah, which is about a cheetah who, it's about arrogance um, and the, the, the pitfalls of arrogance and also about winning and losing uh, graciously, uh, to be gracious in defeat. Yeah, so that also teaches uh, the, the kids a good lesson there. Your books are delightful and the illustrations are cute in the books that I saw. They were quite eye-catching. Tell us where we can find you on the internet and where can we find your books? I'm on all the social media platforms. So basically I've got my website, which is uh, www.kamulenga.com. Um, and you can buy my books, I'm sorry, my books from directly from my website. Uh, and then I'm also on Facebook. Um, as uh, my, 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 my author page is K.A. Mulenga Writer. And then I'm also on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Mulenga underscore A. And I'm on LinkedIn as well, as well as on Goodreads and on Pinterest and BookBub. But all these um, links can be found on my website because some of the, the, the handles are, you know, they're quite long <laughs> and uh, I, might, I haven't mastered all of them, but they are all on my on the Contact Us uh, page of my website. And like I said, all nine, nine of the books are available on Amazon as eBooks and um, paperbacks as well. Not all of them are available in paperbacks on Amazon yet, but I'm still in the process of that. 
So I think three of them are available on paperback on Amazon. And then, like I said, the last one, which is Elaine the Elephant, is available on Book Seeds. Um, if you just Google Book Seeds, you will find it. Uh, you will find Elaine the Elephant there, um, and that is an ebook as well. Are there any words of wisdom you want to share with our listeners? What I like to tell my kids, I've got three three kids, and what I like to tell them is to, especially since. I have followed my dream and followed my passion of becoming a children's author. There's nothing better than doing what you love and not doing what you are, should I say, forced into. Um, uh, my mom might not be very happy with what I'm about to say, but the fact of the matter is I didn't want to do accounting. I was told to do it. And uh, my, my dream was always to be a journalist or a writer. And I'm living my dream right now. So my word of wisdom will be not to hold uh, your children back. If, if, it's, if it's grandchildren, I would advise you to tell the, the parents not to hold the children back. Because when you're living your dream, you, you love what you do. You do it with a passion. And oh, it's just the best feeling ever. Yeah, that would be my advice and my words of wisdom. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. You will find the links to our guests and the topics we discussed in this episode's show notes. If you would like to be a guest or if you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please connect with me at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com. <laughs>